Welcome to my mommy's podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, my source for superfood mushrooms. Four Sigmatic makes delicious mushroom-infused coffees, teas, and elixirs that I use every single day. From their lower caffeine coffee and coffee packets infused with lion's mane that I drink every morning, to chaga and cordyceps elixirs for focus while I work, and reishi to wind down at night. These products are a regular part of my routine. And here's a tip. I have found that for the best sleep, a packet of reishi with a splash of macadamia milk and a tiny sprinkle of salt and a drop of stevia helps me get more measurable deep sleep. I have seen this consistently and measurably in multiple types of sleep tracking. And as a listener of this podcast, you can save 15% on all Four Sigmatic products by going to foursigmatic.com forward slash wellness mama and using the code wellness mama. So again, that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash wellness mama, all one word, and make sure to use the code wellness mama to save 15%. This podcast is sponsored by XPT. You might've seen me mention this on Instagram as it's something I've been implementing lately. And here's why. If you're like most people, you set out with a New Year's resolution to be healthier, to maybe go on a diet or lose weight, or to start working out. We all do things like lift weights and run and bike and hike and watch what we eat. But a lot of us overlook the most important basic activity of all that we have to all do every single day, which is breathing. Validated by top fitness experts, performance breathing is the most overlooked activity that we can all do to help get more active, to perform better and recover, and it pays dividends across all aspects of health. I found the easy solution for me and for you. It only takes five or 10 minutes a day to do the XPT Life app. If you're not familiar, it's inspired by the training techniques and lifestyle habits of big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton and former pro athlete, Gabrielle Reese. The XPT Life app is rooted in the most basic yet powerful human trait, your need to breathe. It's that simple. The average human takes over 23,000 breaths per day. So wouldn't it make sense that learning to breathe correctly is one of the best things we can do to improve our health and improve our performance? Find out by going to XPT. XPT is offering you access to this revolutionary program for free. With the new XPT Life app, you will quickly feel less stressed, more focused, and improve performance. And I have noticed a big difference in things like heart rate variability and my fitness level in general. Go to xptlife.com forward slash wellness mama. So that's xptlife.com forward slash wellness mama to download the app. Many health and wellness experts are predicting that XPT and this type of performance breathing is going to become one of the hottest new trends of 2020. I'm already involved. I hope you'll join me. Go to xptlife.com forward slash wellness mama to download the app. Hi, and welcome to the Wellness Mama podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com, and I'm so excited to finally be able to share this episode with you. I am here with Travis Brewer, or just Ninja, as we called him, on my trip to Finland with Four Sigmatic earlier this year. Travis is a fitness ninja and entrepreneur who is on a mission to spread positive energy through movement. His dedication to movement has led him to become a finalist on the hit TV show American Ninja Warrior on NBC, where my kids were familiar with him, to perform on the TV show Shark Tank on ABC, as well as on the World Calisthenic Championship Battle of the Bars. He's certified as an instructor in animal flow, acro yoga, and was requested as a featured parkour instructor on the Tim Ferriss experiment by Tim himself. As I mentioned, I met him in Finland, where he did handstands and backflips on pretty much everything from sleds to towers to bridges. And in this episode, he talks about the benefits of movement for mind and body, 
the importance of gratitude in daily life, how to encourage kids and adults to move and play, and shares a lot of his inspiring stories through the last couple of decades. I really loved this episode. I know you will too, and it's one you can definitely listen to with kids. So without further ado, let's join Travis. Travis, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. What's up, Wellness Mama? I am so excited to finally chat with you. We have tried to schedule this multiple times, and I can't wait to share you with all of my listeners. Um, And you're just so fun to talk to. We met in Finland, like I mentioned in the intro, and became fast friends. And I think there's so much fun that we're going to talk about today, but I'm just so grateful you're here. Oh, dude, I am so great to be here as well. Uh, Meeting you on that magical trip to Finland was such a magical experience, and it's been really great to... I uh, know that our friendship is going to continue not only just over the last uh, couple months this year, but uh, for years to come because you honestly were a life-changing memory and experience that I've met. And it's so awesome. There's no no doubt in what you've built so far and that so many people that you inspire. It's really, really magical. And I'm really excited to share with the uh, the people who follow me on my journey as well to know more about you. Um, you really just need to reach as many people in the world. So thank you for being you. Thank you. I feel the exact same way about you and so grateful for our friendship. And people may know you, as I mentioned, um, because of American Ninja Warrior and all of the many things you've done. But I think that's a fun place to start. So can you start with the story of how you became a ninja? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as, as a little kid, uh, I just always did love just, you know, climbing, jumping, swinging, uh, doing all of the things. Um, my mom said she found me on the roof as soon as I could start crawling. And so instead of, uh, uh, scolding that desire, she enhanced it by putting me in gymnastics. And so I did gymnastics as a little kid and started doing like team competition because the gymnastics coach at the time was like, wow, this guy is a natural talent. So I did gymnastics competition, was actually ranked regionally and started competing for nationals. And uh, But realized that that wasn't my full passion was just going all in uh, on just gymnastics. I really wanted to play different, a variety of sports. Uh, growing up in, in Houston, Texas football is a big deal. So in high school, I switched and did football, soccer, lacrosse, track. I ended up actually being on like a state champion uh, soccer team club team. And then all I want to do is play sports. But uh, going into college, I ended up blowing out my knee. And over three years was rehabbing my knee. I tore my ACL, LCL, PCL and all the nerves in my knee and uh, didn't know really the doctor at one point said may or may not be able to walk again. It was was really devastating. So I had to choose a different path on life. I ended up doing the fraternity thing. That wasn't it. And got a job in commercial real estate afterwards and worked in real estate for a number of years and realized Hey, this is really, I don't think my, my true calling in life. So I really like, uh, luckily the market crashed in like 2008, 2009 and, uh, and gave me an opportunity to reevaluate what, what my, what my passion and my calling and, and happiness I had saved up some money and had a little bit of a, a nest egg to, to explore. And, and at the end of the day it was being, it was movement and, and helping others. Uh, and so through a movement meditation practice, I realized that I really want to just inspire people through movement. And so I was like, I'll start a, an apparel company called uh, uh, Positive Impact Movement that gives back and makes a positive impact. And so I started designing these clothes and, and just kind of working out. And basically, I started going to the local gyms in Los Angeles. There was a parkour gym that had just opened up and I was training there. And I would basically just emulate, go uh, monkey see, monkey do with the best person I saw at the gym. And one day there was this guy who was there and he's like, hey, do you know who that guy you're, you're kind of following around doing monkey tricks with. I don't know. So, well, that's, that's uh, Justin McGrath, the second farthest American Ninja Warrior ever. And I'm like, what's American Ninja Warrior? They're like, dude, it's this TV show. It 
It's on this like small little channel called G4, but it's an awesome show. You'd be great at it. And I was like, okay. And they're they're filming here in Venice uh, this weekend. You should check it out. I, I lived in Venice, so I went and checked it out. And he was able to get me on the um, as a walk on, and I ended up. Uh, Last second opportunity, didn't know it was going to happen. He kind of squeezed me in after everyone had kind of qualified. They kind of let a couple like uh, uh, lemmings run at the end and uh, just to test this one obstacle that had kind of broke and they were trying to fix it. And I beat this broken obstacle and beat the course enough to qualify for like the semifinals. And they were like, they had already set their top 30 and they didn't think anyone else would qualify. And so I made, uh, I made, I made it to the next round and they're like, wow, this guy's pretty good. And uh, that was eight years ago. And uh, I've been kind of uh, involved with the show ever since. And it was just a truly a, a life-changing experience. That's amazing. And so my kids are also very much interested in that type of movement and climbing everything, jumping off everything. For anyone who's not familiar, can you explain what parkour is? Yeah. So parkour is basically the, it's probably most fascinating, like the, the people who do the roof jumps or climb up walls and jump from one bar to another or swing. And basically parkour is the element of getting from point A to point B as efficiently as possible. Uh, that could involve flips or that could involve jumps or twists or rolls. And so it's basically the art of just being able to move as fluidly as possible. And then also uh, a lot of people are throwing more tricks into it. So they're learning how to do like flips, flip twists, uh, double flips, etc. And so uh, it's really cool. If, you, if you've never seen it, just Google parkour and the most amazing videos will pop, uh, pop up. There's a really cool guy named Pasha the Boss or, Justin, or Jesse LaFlair. They do some really, really awesome stuff. Did you have stage fright, like just jumping into something that fast with like almost no time for mental preparation? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The first time I did Ninja Warrior, again, I didn't think I was going to get on the show. They had basically, they'd run everyone the first day, but the last 10 people couldn't run because this obstacle broke. So they ran the last 10 people uh, the next day, uh, supposedly on the semifinal day. And then so they needed basically some 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 test people to kind of just make it run and then run those last official people. And so after those people had run, they let just one or two people go. And I had no preparation, no actually like maybe like a hundred people who they could have chose from. And I kind of got randomly selected and I had to just go immediately. And so I, I basically made the top 30, but they do a reverse order. So I just squeezed in. So literally they were behind schedule. So I ran, I made it and qualified. And then I immediately had to run again. And so I was just like literally catching my breath and I had to run again. So I had, there was no real opportunity to even prepare if I wanted to. I was just like, oh my gosh, just go. It was that, I, I want to say fight or flight mode where you're just like, uh, just go. And you have to just, this is how you're going to react in a certain situation. And I think it's really great for any human to kind of get prepared for those type of moments in any kind of a competition or any kind of like experience where you just, you know, you have to react not on just mental preparation, but just on, on, on physical ability or just reaction time, because, uh, you know, you, it's hard to prepare for that unless you put yourself in those situations, but it really gets to know who you are in a scary or life or death situation or, um, or just an obstacle, you know, that you, you need to overcome. This is how you're going to react in certain situations. That makes sense. And it kind of goes along with something I've heard you mention in passing and also read about that you've written about, which is your warrior philosophy. So can you explain what that is? Yeah, absolutely. In the warrior philosophy, it's, it's you know, how to, how to live essentially like a peaceful warrior. So it's living with the utmost integrity of, of promoting peace, but also like you're a warrior who can kind of step in. So it's not really looking for looking for the fight, but looking for fighting for the right to be your best or to be 
the best around you. So it's 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 an opportunity to be a better version of yourself. You're fighting against yourself to be better every day. And so using that mentality of your mind, body, and spirit that each one is a level that you can level up every day is 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 kind of the game. And it's just trying to trying to reset your foundation of of your of your bottom line or raise your your ceiling every day that you can step up to the next level. I love that. And another thing that I really picked up on from you in Finland and have incorporated in my own life since then and that you talk about so much is the importance of play. And I know this is a big passion for you. And it's something I think kids naturally do so wonderfully until we train it out of them. And you do so much work to not only keep kids moving and in touch with their bodies and learning through movement, but also to get adults to go back and learn how to play. So let's talk about some of the ways that you do that in the world and some ways that we as parents can encourage our kids to keep that going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the art of play is so necessary, I think, for just humans in general, and uh, humans can be any age. So uh, the element of play really, I think, invokes not only fun, but creativity. And, and, and playing outdoors can really help reconnect you to your, your, your mind and body, which I think connects you to your spirit as well. So the ability just to to play is something that I've, I've found passion in and want to spread to throughout the world. Like, a majority of my workouts are play based and in, in the sense that you can gamify almost any kind of workout. Um, you know, you see, I have all the respect in the world for the people who go to the gym and just like get angry or get mad and, you know, kill themselves for like an hour. But my philosophy is, you know, just like, you know, you can have fun with what you're doing at the same time. And so, uh, adding elements, you know, adding tricks or human connection can really be amazing. Um, I've really been fascinated with, uh, acro yoga uh, which is a partner-based uh, yoga and acrobatic practice where you can get people literally to you know stand on your feet. You can, people can stand in your hands. You can do like push-ups on top of each other, that kind of stuff. So it's really an adult-based uh, play and yoga and acrobatic training experience. Um, also, I've been doing a lot of calisthenics, which is uh, basically being able to move your weight efficiently and effectively as possible. So you're not really weight training. You're it's, it's your, your pull-ups, it's your push-ups, it's your jumps. And then gamifying that. So that's what I think Ninja Warrior comes in so handy is basically you need to overcome obstacles. And we always have obstacles in life. That's why I think Ninja Warrior is so great is because you basically have a very difficult obstacle. You know, 99.9% of us all fail eventually on the show. So it's once you fail, how do you react from failure? How do you train to get better? How do you approach a very difficult situation really encompasses who you are as a person, you know, even in entrepreneurship, you know, in running a business, there's failures every day in our relationships, in running a family there, you know, there's going to be things that don't happen as you want them to, but learning how to react to those situations and take a different approach is really like a true key to life that we can never stop learning or never can never be too good at. Uh, and that's why I think like obstacle course training is so great is like set a very difficult goal and learn how to be better at failing forward. I love that so much. And it reminds me of um, some of my favorite quotes, one from Marcus Aurelius, that the impediment to the way becomes the way, or like as Ryan Holiday puts it, the obstacle is the way. I mean, that's very literally true in an obstacle course. You have to get through the obstacle to get to the end. But it's such a metaphor for, like you said, everything about life. Um, one of our family mottos is you were made to do hard things. And our kids hear us say that all the time. And uh, it's gotten me in trouble a couple of times when they've been, they're like, we've gone cliff jumping or things like that. And they're like, come on, mom. And I'm like, no, no, I'm good. And they're like, mom, you were made to do hard things. And I had to do it. But I think there's also a really important element to play that a lot of this generation has lost, which is 
it's really important for like vestibular development and for basic psychological development for the kids to be upside down and to have falls and to learn their own boundaries and to learn risk assessment. And a lot of kids don't get to adulthood having learned that. I know that's a deficiency I feel like I've had. And I've, thanks to you, been learning things like handstands and pull-ups and just things that get me out of my comfort zone. But I feel like play is a really fun way to actually build on so many important skills. And it's one that a lot of parents maybe don't prioritize in a world where academics are more forward-facing. So what are some ways that parents can start incorporating these fun elements of play and obstacles with family and even for adults? Yeah, absolutely. Again, one of the parts I touched on is like what you said with play, like what I love to teach and people is not just to work out, but essentially, you know, how to get upside down and how to fall efficiently really is a foundation for, for how learning how to play. Uh, and, you know, every adult should know how to, you know, how to have that foundation and ways that we can, as a family, or interact in a playful way. Again, one of the places I touched on was Acro Yoga. Uh, Acroyoga.org, um, or if you Google uh, Acro Yoga um, or Acropedia, there's a bunch of different like ways to get into these different types of, of playful experiences. Uh, or if if you look on the Facebook groups, there's pro- probably an Acro Yoga group somewhere. Uh, in your neighborhood, there's a bunch of people who teach all over the world. It, it's really awesome. And that, that is an all ages, all skill level uh, experience where you're learning how to counterbalance or, you know, uh, push and pull and, and jump and, and play together. So that's a really great one. There are also a growing number of ninja gyms and parkour gyms uh, all, all across the world. And I, I, I totally uh, suggest looking into one of those. Uh, there's a bunch of National Ninja League is another ninja league that's uh, in different gyms across the country. I'm a big advocate of if you want to do obstacle course training, check out a ninja gym or check out these ninja leagues. Those are super cool. And those are literally all age groups. Those are, I think, from like six or seven years old all the way up to 70 years old. And like literally on Ninja Warrior, there's like 70 year olds who are doing this stuff. It's pretty incredible. So it's it's just great way to just play and train, hang swing, uh, move, like movement as a practice. I really think movement is medicine. So beyond, um, just, uh, working out is, is, is super important, but movement is medicine. So even just to walk around the block, even learning how to roll, even how to, how to, how to, how to connect with your, with your family through the art of movement is, is super important. And I really think that that really kind of stimulates us as humans, how to just be, to be better with my apparel company I started, it's really just inviting people to move. Yeah, basically the art of movement uh, is so important for humans. And I think that uh, moving is something that all humans should put focus more into their life. You know, people may or may not be uh, turned on by by working out, but I think just even a movement practice uh, is something that's so inviting and, and a playful movement practice on top of that. I love that. And I have also tried acro, acro yoga at your recommendation um, since Finland. And especially like there's so many elements of it, but the one where I got completely picked up off the ground and was like balancing on top of someone's feet um, the first 12 seconds, I was like, no, 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 I, I don't do this. I have trust issues. I don't get off the ground like this. Um, but it was amazing. After I let go of that, I was almost in like a flow type state. And it was really like an amazing experience and I would do it again in a heartbeat. But um, yeah, one of those fun things I don't think most people really ever thought to try and they're available everywhere now. I also want to switch gears and talk a little bit more about 
pie movement and where the name comes from. Because in Finland, we found out that you and I have another um, commonality, which is that we're both nerds and um, we're both in Mensa. And I love pie because of the math tie-in. So can you explain where the name where that came from? Yeah, thank you. I w- you know, just kind of d- diving deeper into, you know, what is what is my purpose in life? You know, after I, I had lost my job in real estate, I, I really put a huge focus on on looking internally. And so I, I started a, a meditation practice and really there's a book called Autobiography of a Yogi and uh, written by uh, Yogananda. And this was a book that Steve Jobs uh, had recommended people read um, on his deathbed and gave to his funeral. And so I said, man, if Steve Jobs found this book important, maybe I should check it out. And so in reading that book, it's uh, this this yogi who came to America and basically was teaching this self-actualization and self-realization practice. And it's basically looking within what is your purpose in life? How do you share that with others? And since I was, you know, a couple months old, I, I loved just climbing and playing and moving. And that's what I wanted to share. And so, and wanting to, in that spiritual practice, I was like, how can I share this to the world without getting too let's call it hippy dippy to California out here for the rest of the world. So what spirit meant to me or what the universe meant to me is, is something that's, you know, ever changing, always growing. And, and so, uh, I use the analogy of pi, pi being that, you know, never ending number, the uh, a symbol that people can recognize all over the world and using the initials of pi, I, I wanted to spread, you know, positive energy and using the eyes, the internal energy that we have within and spreading that positive energy to people all over the world, or using the, the analogy again of PIs and positive impact. How do we make a positive impact through movement throughout the world? So the the brand is Pi Movement, and we are spreading uh, positive energy and making a positive impact through, through the art of movement. And specifically, we design uh, activewear it's made in America, and we um, are using either organic or recycled materials in a lot of the stuff that we do to give back to the to, and respect the planet, and also to give back to to people. We donate or set aside three point one four percent to our nonprofit, and our nonprofit will go and build more movement parks all over the world. Uh, a big life changing experience for me is when I found the original Muscle Beach. Uh, and the Muscle Beach uh, in Santa Monica and Venice, California, and just that culture of, of of fitness, play, acrobatics, outdoors, and the community that it brings people together, and the respect it has not only for the land but also coming together and and playing that really has changed my life and is, is 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 a focal point for what I do. And I was like, I would love to see more of this around the world. So we set aside. We've uh, we actually went to Jamaica and built a a ninja playground, uh, movement playground out in Jamaica. We are uh, finalizing a prototype to help get more of these outdoor movement parks um, to different places all over the world. And we really just want to have a mission and a brand and a community of people who are like-minded who just want to uh, to move uh, and uh, live with a, a, a positive psychology mindset. And who just love to play, you know, just making being playful in movement is is really just the ethos of the brand. And uh, we're really uh, grateful to see that a lot of the top American Ninja Warrior uh, competitors have uh, been wearing them on the show for the last couple of years, from kids to adult. Drew Dreschel just won American Ninja Warrior. Congrats, Drew. Uh, he was the only the f- second person ever to complete the full uh, stage four 
of American Ninja Warrior. We actually just did a pant collaboration. You can go check it out. He has his uh, real life ninja logo on there, and you know, uh, he's such a big advocate for the uh, for the sport, and you know, recognized worldwide as someone who's just really taken the art of you know Ninja Warrior and made a successful life out of it. And it's really cool that uh, we are in this age of of social media, Instagram, YouTube, where you really can do what you want. Like when I graduated college, those, those options were not available. Uh, and luckily I, I didn't stop me from continuing to do what I want to do and these and continue to follow that dream or listening to my inner guide of this is what my passion is. It's been really beautiful to see social media has been able to help enhance and connect a community like that all over the world. And we're able to share and connect other people. And it's so beautiful to see people uh, now more than ever being able to just follow whatever their calling is in life and really find community around it. I love that you brought up Muscle Beach because we got a chance to visit there earlier this year with our kids, actually, and they thought it was the best playground they had ever seen in their entire lives. And I think things like those kind of movement parks, like you've mentioned several times, they are the antidote to so many problems in society in several ways. Like we all know most people aren't moving enough and we're too sedentary. And instead of working out, that makes it literally just play, which I think is a huge step toward making people more likely to do it. But you also said one of my favorite things, which is that it's a community there. And I think that is also the real antidote to so many problems that we're seeing in our world is there's a lack of real community with real people. Like there's tons of online communities, but there's that lack of real human interaction, real human connection, and real human touch, which is another great thing about these movement communities and play and acro yoga is that you're interacting with other people. So you guys have an incredible community that you've built in Venice. Do you have any tips for people fostering that in their own areas? Because that's something I've now also found in my area, but it took work and it took kind of building. So are there any tips you have for people who are trying to foster that in their own lives? Yeah. With that, the one great thing about online communities are there are really great uh, ways to use online communities to also meet up in person. Um, you know, I find I connect with so many people on on Instagram, for example, that are just you know loving either what I do or I, I find inspiring what they do. And and so when I travel and meet, it's a, it's a great opportunity to to share the art or or the art of play and, and what we're doing. Um, like I said, also there are ninja gyms literally, in, you know, in all fifty states now, and ninja warriors and you know Germany, Australia different parts, you know, like, uh, Europe, Asia, uh, like there's competitions and the show is all over the world. I, you know, I've, I've flown out to, uh, internationally for different experiences, uh, you know, in the Caribbean to Australia just to perform or compete or, or meet and greet. And it's really, it's out there if you start looking. Um, and also I guarantee you, if you want to be the, uh, you know, the one who spearheads something in your, in your neighborhood as well, um, I guarantee you that there's, you know, people through meetup or different uh, organizations would, would really be interested in, in stuff like that. It's really like, it's not a, a fringe underground thing anymore. There really is any major and small city across America has, has some sort of movement or ninja parkour uh, group meetup in their area now. It's really awesome. Or acro yoga. Yeah, for sure. Acro yoga. Um, I think you can even just Google that. I found it in my area even. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the importance of body weight exercise. You mentioned that you did a lot of that over like lifting weights. So my questions would be, what are the benefits of body weight specific exercise? And is it safe for kids to do? I know that question is going to come from parents who are listening. And I know I've heard like, you know, kids shouldn't lift weights before too young of an age, but um, can they safely do movement involving their body weight at a young age? Oh, totally. 
So bodyweight training or calisthenic training is really, I think, a much safer way of training than weights. Uh, I almost almost strictly use bodyweight training. And why I think that's so effective is it's, it really is like, you know, if I'm learning how much I can bench press or how many push-ups I can do, push-ups are going to be much more relevant to what I'm doing in a daily life, uh, working on your pull-ups, working on the ability to climb, working on the ability to swing, jump, roll, make so much more sense than how much I can deadlift or how much I can squat. Like these, these things were designed for, you know, for football and, and like, you know, and becoming bigger and faster and stronger, but you know, not all of us are going to be linemen in the NFL. Like what, you know, I think learning how to climb, a rock climbing wall is probably, or climb a tree is going to be much more like effective, uh, in your daily life than, um, unless you really are just trying to be a professional football player. So, uh, I really think that it, it's, it's definitely a, a more effective way of training. And also it's, it, it lets you be more connected. I, I see a lot of people who specialize in weight training and their, their, their mobility. Um, you know, Hunter fitness can tell you all about uh, specific training with that, uh, that like you really get, you are super hyper-focused on one element of your, of your body and the strength. And it really does not a holistic approach to moving your body. And so I really think the calisthenics yoga, uh, and, and, and a playful practice is really what keeps us more effective as humans. I definitely agree. And I will put a link to Hunter Fitness in the show notes as well, because he's another friend from Finland uh, who we both love. This podcast is brought to you by Four Sigmatic, my source for superfood mushrooms. Four Sigmatic makes delicious mushroom infused coffees, teas and elixirs that I use every single day. From their lower caffeine coffee and coffee packets infused with lion's mane that I drink every morning to chaga and cordyceps elixirs for focus while I work and reishi to wind down at night. These products are a regular part of my routine. And here's a tip. I have found that for the best sleep, a packet of reishi with a splash of macadamia milk and a tiny sprinkle of salt and a drop of stevia helps me get more measurable deep sleep. I have seen this consistently and measurably in multiple types of sleep tracking. And as a listener of this podcast, you can save 15% on all Four Sigmatic products by going to foursigmatic.com forward slash wellnessmama and using the code wellnessmama. So again, that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash wellnessmama, all one word, and make sure to use the code wellnessmama to save 15%. This podcast is sponsored by XPT. You might have seen me mention this on Instagram as it's something I've been implementing lately and here's why. If you're like most people, you set out with a New Year's resolution to be healthier, to maybe go on a diet or lose weight or to start working out. We all do things like lift weights and run and bike and hike and watch what we eat. But a lot of us overlook the most important basic activity of all that we have to all do every single day, which is breathing. Validated by top fitness experts, performance breathing is the most overlooked activity that we can all do to help get more active, to perform better and recover, and it pays dividends across all aspects of health. I found the easy solution for me and for you. It only takes five or 10 minutes a day to do the XPT Life app. If you're not familiar, it's inspired by the training techniques and lifestyle habits of big wave surfer Laird Hamilton and former pro athlete Gabrielle Reese. The XPT Life app is rooted in the most basic yet powerful human trait, your need to breathe. It's that simple. The average human takes 
over 23,000 breaths per day. So wouldn't it make sense that learning to breathe correctly is one of the best things we can do to improve our health and improve our performance? Find out by going to XPT. XPT is offering you access to this revolutionary program for free. With the new XPT Life app, you will quickly feel less stressed, more focused, and improve performance. And I have noticed a big difference in things like heart rate variability and my fitness level in general. Go to xptlife.com forward slash wellness mama. So that's xptlife.com forward slash wellness mama to download the app. Many health and wellness experts are predicting that XPT and this type of performance breathing is going to become one of the hottest new trends of 2020. I'm already involved. I hope you'll join me. Go to xptlife.com forward slash wellness mama to download the app. And I think also something I noticed in Finland and that I've noticed in watching American Ninja Warrior is that part of what makes it so fun and encouraging is that you are showing people what's possible and you're inspiring them to try things that maybe they hadn't considered that their body could do. And I think that there's something really um, just amazing in the human experience when that happens. It's like the first time that I believe it was Roger Bannister ran a sub four minute mile. No one thought they could do it. And then as soon as he did, so many more people did. And so you guys doing these incredible things, even on TV or in your local communities, it shows kids that their bodies are able to do these things. And it's really inspiring. Um, I also know from Finland, there were so many stories that you would tell me, would be like, no, and you'd be like, here's a picture. So I want to go through some of your fun ones just um, for inspiration, if you don't mind, starting with what are a couple of the strangest places you have ever done a handstand? Well, you got to see probably one of my most memorable handstands of all time as uh, when we were in Finland, we had the opportunity of seeing the Northern Lights, which was, I mean, as you know, was one of the most amazing experiences I had ever seen in my life. Uh, You know, there's no guarantee that we would get to see them. And we were only, you know, in that region for a couple of days. And, you know, I think our second night there, you know, we we were able to see the the lights, which is crazy. And so I was like, we're staying in an igloo. We're watching the Northern Lights. I have to do a handstand on an igloo. So, uh, getting able to uh, not only do a handstand on an igloo while Hunter Fitness is uh, sitting sitting on the igloo as well was still probably one of my most memorable ones of all time. Another one being, uh, I, I had got a phone call. Uh, my buddy Modern Tarzan is an awesome guy. You should also follow if you want to be inspired by parkour, ninja, and acro yoga. He's a uh, best friend of mine and uh, Modern Tarzan on Instagram. And uh, we get a phone call and he's like, hey, we've got these people uh, from from Turkey, from Istanbul, who want to film a, a Toyota commercial and they need some crazy uh, you know, ninjas and acro yogis to come and do some cool parkour stuff. And uh, they'll fly us out there. But uh, they have this they have this trick, you know, they want us to do these cool tricks on the truck um, you know, run up the truck, jump on it, flip off of it, that kind of stuff. We're like, yeah, we can do that. And they're like, can you handstand on a, on a moving car? And I'm like, yeah, we, we can handstand on a moving car. They're like, well, we have this stunt driver who can drive it up a ramp and get it on its side two wheels and balance the car. Do you think you could do a handstand on that? And I'm like, I don't know if that's possible. And I tried to Google it. I had never seen anyone do this before. So I didn't really have a visual like reference. There's definitely not a how-to video on how to do a handstand on a moving car uh, on two wheels. And so I was like, well, you know, I, I can I can, I can can check it out when I get there. And so after doing a couple of test runs, this guy was not very consistent at all, So which did not help with the 
the the possibility of making this thing happen. But after a couple of days of testing, he he got more consistent, and I got more comfortable with just being sideways in a car. And uh, long story short, we found the the right window, and I found built up the confidence to to try this. And I did a handstand on on the tr- on the on the Toyota truck while it's balancing on two wheels. And uh, I can also we'll click the link, and you can see a link to that video. But I think I had never seen anyone else do that ever in the world. So. Uh, might be one of the first people who ever done that. So that that was pretty memorable. And then uh, also the tallest building uh, at the time in Los Angeles on the edge of the Grand Canyon. Also, just with like, like those have been memorable experiences, but also just like getting to handstands with just with people all over the world has, has been really amazing as well. You know, beautiful sunsets, beautiful like buildings, etc. even just like on lifeguard towers and stuff, but just the ability to get upside down and, and, and know your limits and, and being able to create art is, is something I've been super passionate and where I find in a weird way, I find my Zen. And if I'm remembering, there was also on an alligator. Did that happen? Oh yeah. <laughs> the most dangerous, the most dangerous handstand I've ever done. People ask me all the time. And, you know, like I said, I've done, you know, tall buildings and moving cars, but, uh, the most dangerous one ever was, uh, I was in Ghana, Africa, uh, helping with generosity water, restore, um, water to regions of the country that don't have running water. And while we were there, we went to this place where they had an alligator, alligator farm. And, uh, <laughs> they were these alligators that we, we were with. And I was like, man, I really, really want to do a handstand over an alligator, which, it's quite dangerous because you know the, my hands, my head is really close to his head as well. But uh, I was able to uh, successfully do a handstand over an alligator, and uh, we'll probably never do that again. But that was probably the most dangerous handstand I've ever done, just because there was not much. Uh, it was a it was a partner partner based uh, movement. I had to trust my partner just as much as trust I can trust myself. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. No, my most dangerous handstand ever is like against the wall in my bedroom. If there's no danger involved, so. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, you also, like I said, there's so many facets to your personality. You also, if I'm remembering correctly, have a couple of world records. So you've got to tell that story as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I was doing a um, an activation with this company called Worlds with a Z. And they, uh, they bring together a lot of amazing uh, leaders and uh, CMOs and CEOs, etc. And uh, I was teaching at this event. And um, after teaching uh, the event the next year, they're like, oh, we want you to come back. But uh, we try to break a world record every year. Do you think you could break a world record? Uh, we have Guinness World Records coming. And I'm like, oh, I, I think so. They're like, basically, you have like two days to figure it out. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So I started researching just handstand records, you know, CrossFit records, different types of gymnastics records that I thought were possible. And um, I really wanted to, you know, obviously break a record, but I also wanted to share the experience with, you know, with a partner or a friend. Uh, I was really trying to think of like a group one that could be done as well. So I found one that was super unique. I found uh, one that was essentially that involved balance in a plank position. So uh, imagine you're on these medicine BOSU balls, uh, on, on the medicine balls that move around, right? So uh, you have you have four medicine balls. You have one on each hand, one on each foot. And then from there, you find your balance point. You get into a plank and then you lift up one hand. So then you're in a plank with just with one, one arm raised. So it's a three-point plank. And then you're also trying to balance yourself on the ball. And uh, I was able to uh, beat the world record. Um, they had a they had a adjudicator come down and we videotaped it. And there was a huge crowd around and um, was able to beat the world record by, I think, um, 20 something seconds, which is 
pretty crazy. And and then I found another world record, which was called a partner push-up. Now imagine like you're in the push-up position and then you have another partner who is 180 from you. So basically your your feet are touching each other and your hands are out uh, opposite of your feet. And then from there, you lift your feet up and you put them on each other's back. So you're making literally like a human bridge. Your feet, neither one's uh, your feet are touching the ground. They're just uh, on each other's uh, shoulder blades, more or less. And then from there, you do synchronized push-ups. And I think the, the world record uh, was set by two professional CrossFitters at the time. And I think it, they had, the record was was 27 or 28. And we were able to unofficially do 34. Um, but uh, then when they came back, they officially counted 31 of them, I think, to be official. So we, we set we set a new world record uh, doing partner pushups with my friend um, Cesar Sosa. And he's an awesome guy. You should definitely follow him on Instagram as well. He just changed uh, Fit Like Sosa is his new Instagram. So check out Fit Like Sosa. But uh, we set that record as well. And so uh, that was a unique and pretty crazy experience. And then uh, you should definitely check out Ninja Natalie. She just set a world record as well for the rope climb at Muscle Beach. Uh, Ninja Natalie on Instagram is a, is a dear friend. And she set a world record as well for the fastest, I think, uh, short uh, rope climb. And she is just a, a, an incredible human who's just using the art of play and movement uh, to inspire the world. So yeah, it's been pretty crazy to know that friends throughout the community are, are, are setting the standard of playfulness and strength at the same time. I love that. And I wanted to make sure toward the end, we changed focus a little bit and talked about another thing that has I've fully integrated in my life since Finland, inspired by you, which is little daily reminders of gratitude. And um, for you, this also ties into Pi and 3.14. So can you talk about gratitude in your daily life and your gratitude reminder? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and just going deeper into like, you know, the, the point of life um, is we always have uh, good days and bad days. You know, no one's life is perfect, but there is beauty in understanding uh, the good in everything that we do. Um, so a gratitude practice is a great way to do that. And no matter how bad your day is, let's say you're sitting in traffic or you're sick or, you know, something, it's just not your day, but there's always a lesson to be learned, or there's always something great at, within that situation. So instead of a daily reminder, what I've done is at, you pick a time that's relevant for you. For me, I, I use 314, which is, you know, the, the, uh, the first three digits of pi. And uh, I have a daily reminder that, that goes off at that time. And whenever I'm doing, it invites an opportunity to just take a minute of gratitude. And so it could be, you know, I could be literally in Finland with Wellness Mama and uh, and and Hunter Fitness and Paleo Chef uh, having the time of my life. We just got done, you know, seeing some reindeer and I'm really grateful for that. Or I literally could just be, you know, sitting in traffic in LA and be like, what, you know, like, why, why am I sitting in this traffic? But at least, at least I'm in LA, at least I have a car, at least, you know, like, um, I'm able to to be breathing. I'm able to 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 be able to move. You know, like there's always an opportunity to take an opportunity to express gratitude. And so, I think once you start that practice, it's really awesome to see you know the universe or or, or spirit kind of like maybe teach a lesson or point uh, a person or an experience that you need to learn in that day at that time. And it's been really awesome to just have that mindset and mentality. And And I encourage everyone to just try it. Try it for a week and see how your life changes if you like it or not. And I, I tell 
pretty much anyone who's around me at that moment when my alarm goes off at 314. And I'm grateful to say that people have also uh, adopted that practice. And, and these people live in different time zones all over the world. So I, I really, uh, I often will get a message, you know, at, at 514, 714, you know, like 1114 uh, uh, from friends across the world be like, hey, I'm just thinking of you. Uh, I'm really grateful for you or I'm really grateful for this experience. So pick a time that's relevant for you. It could be 1111. It could be, you know, uh, 711. It doesn't really matter. But uh, just pick a pick a date and time that's relevant for you, and and, and start a gratitude practice. And I and uh, I think I think it'll bring joy into your life. Yeah, I love it. It's a fun reminder, and I, I'm like you now that if it goes off and I'm in a group somewhere else, I will ask everybody else what they're grateful for as well. And it's fun; it'll kind of like shake people up at first. You're like, "What?" Um, but it just changes the entire focus and the energy of the group to everybody just be grateful for a second. It's amazing. Yeah, it's also a good excuse for whenever your alarm goes off. <laughs> you can t- sh- shift it to them. And for families, like another thing we do is um, at dinner time, because we try to make family dinner a priority, we'll ask the kids what they're grateful for as well, which is, you know, if anybody with kids, if that's a good time to check in and make it part of your daily routine that way. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you know, with my partner, Little Beast Mode on Instagram, uh, she's a wonderful soul. We we teach acro yoga and movement and play together. Um, but we, she had the idea of starting a practice of, of, um, of doing, uh, three things you're grateful for before you go to bed every night. And so that's been a really enjoyable practice as well that I, I love sharing that way to do it, you know, either start your day or end your day with that practice as well. I love that too. Um, and as we get close to the end of our time, a couple questions that I love to wrap up with the first being, if there's a book or a number of books that have really impacted your life, if so, what they are and why. Yeah. Autobiography of a Yogi uh, is one book that really uh, transformed my life. Um, also, uh, the How to Get into Flow States or just flow research in general. So Steve Kotler and Jamie Wheel um, are two uh, inspirations in my life. And they wrote a book called Stealing Fire, which uh, I definitely recommend. It's a great book. Um, I've had the opportunity to work with Tim Ferriss and uh, knowing him and working on his TV show, The Tim Ferriss Experiment, and also the books that he wrote. I can definitely attest to uh, him being an, an amazing person, uh, and he really thoroughly researches everything that he does. So anything by Tim Ferriss is, is really awesome. And then there was a book called Conversations with God, which I think was a beautiful, like a spiritual in-depth book, getting to know you and uh, who you are better. And then uh, Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by Tipak Chopra, again, another amazing human, and uh, it's crazy how the world works. I, I've been reading this guy's books for years. Uh, and then one day someone on his team had found out what I do on social media, just sharing what I love. And they asked me to be a part of his app called Jio, which is a uh, mindful curated uh, community group online, which I definitely recommend looking up Jio and, uh, and got to meet him and was even asked to be a human hologram on stage with him speaking on the art of mindfulness one time. And uh, I, it's really crazy to not only just be reading his books, never thinking I get to meet him to actually meeting him and him living up to every expectation of, of being such a, a, a wonderful advocate to uh, mindfulness and, and the research of living a happy spiritual life. Uh, he's awesome, great as well. So those are the people that really inspire me. And um, I really think they're doing great stuff in the world and in the, in the books that they write as well. Such great recommendations. And I'm with you on all of those. Um, Tim Ferriss's four-hour work week, I think, changed the trajectory of my adult life and led to wellness. So very grateful for him. And um, yeah, Stephen, Jamie, and Ceiling Fire is a fascinating read. I'll make sure I'll link to all the books that you mentioned in the show notes at wellnessmama.fm. So if you guys are exercising or driving, don't worry about writing them down. Just head over to the show notes. And Travis, lastly, um, 
any parting advice you want to leave with listeners today and where can they find you to stay in touch? Yeah, honestly, my parting advice, make a positive impact in your movement and anything that you do. In general, movement can be anything that you love. I mean, it literally can just be walking the dog. It can be running a marathon. It really doesn't matter what it is, but find a movement practice and get outdoors uh, and, and connect with other humans or connect with yourself is is truly an obstacle and an opportunity that will never get old. It's something that will always uh, find benefit in what you do. Uh, you can never be too good at that. And uh, understand that there are always going to be obstacles in life. So it's how you approach the obstacle before, during, and after is really the skill set that you know you need to learn as a human uh, or as a ninja, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, and you know, don't take yourself too seriously. Uh, learn how to play. Um, and you will, uh, you will, you will find joy in all the things that you do. You can find me at travisbrewer.ninja is my website, as well as travisbrewer.ninja is my Instagram. And um, those are probably the easiest ways to get in touch with me. Um, and thank you for anyone who continues to follow my journey. Uh, we will be uh, uh, continuing to promote a lot of the the movement that we do and the website for my apparel company is pimovement.com or pimovement.ninja and uh, we'll do a special uh, discount code for all the listeners here as well because we really want to say thank you to everyone that is following the wellness mama because she really does know some of the best things in the world and we just want to share that that health and wellness to you guys so uh, thank you so much Thanks so much, Travis. I'll make sure the link and the discount code are in the show notes. My kids and I both love the Ninja Pants. Actually, my husband too. The whole family wears them. They're so comfortable. Um, my kids just wish they made them in like size three-year-olds, um, but we all love it. I'll make sure the links are there. You guys can check them out. They're truly probably the most comfortable pants in the entire world. Um, and Travis, I love you for being here. I really appreciate all that you're doing to inspire kids and adults to move in the world and to share gratitude. And I'm so grateful that you shared time with us today. Well, thank you so much, Wellness Mama. You truly are such uh, an amazing, amazing soul. You know, I consider you my, my spiritual mama. Uh, you're so great in everything that you do. And I really uh, am excited to continue to uh, be friends and work together for as, uh, as long as I'm uh, playing around on this planet. So thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And in that spirit of gratitude, thank all of you for listening and sharing your most valuable asset, your time with us today. We're so grateful that you are here and I hope that you will join me again on the next episode of the Wellness Mama podcast. If you're enjoying these interviews, would you please take two minutes to leave a rating or review on iTunes for me? Doing this helps more people to find the podcast, which means even more moms and families can benefit from the information. I really appreciate your time and thanks as always for listening.